Welcome to Clear Thinking Podcast. I'm Erin Menzel, your host and Better Broadhead Community Service Coordinator. Today I'm speaking with Petter Johansson, um, who is a board member of Better Broadhead. We'll be discussing all things Better Broadhead. Thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. So, Petter, you've been a member of Better Broadhead since the beginning. Um, can you tell me what it was about the SARP data that was presented that motivated you to become a part of the initial task force? Sure. Uh, yeah, so for, for listeners that didn't catch that, the SARP data is the uh, uh, information that was shared by the Sexual Abuse Recovery Program in Greene County. This would have been, I don't know, 2011, 2012 maybe. Right. Um, SARP did a survey throughout the county. Uh, they met with some leaders in different communities. Uh, I, I'm a pastor here in Broadhead, so I was one of the people um, that had an opportunity to sit down with them when they were in here in Broadhead. And um, I was I was quite concerned um, with some of the things I was learning about our community. Um, particularly, the thing that really stood out to me was that of all the communities in the county, uh, Broadhead had the highest rate of reports of sexual assaults, um, especially among youth. And so, uh, so I left that meeting and had some time to think about it and uh, ended up speaking with Kathy Como, uh, who was part of the, the SARP uh, program at the time. And we continued that conversation. We started talking about ways that we might um, address some of those issues and the issues around interpersonal violence uh, within our community. And so the conversations just kept happening, and pretty soon we got the idea, well, maybe we can pull together some other people from the community to have this conversation together. And so we started inviting people from different sectors of the community, um, people from law enforcement, people from the schools, people from the business community, uh, and so on. We got some parents involved, and we put together a task force to to explore a little more closely uh, what some of these issues might be, how uh, the culture of our community maybe played into that, um, and how the culture of our community could be a strength in um, addressing some of those issues. And so uh, so that brought the task force together, and then uh, the work of the task force eventually led to some partnerships uh, with another coalition in Janesville, which eventually led to a grant um, that allowed us to form our own coalition, which is Better Broadhead. So that's sort of the, the backstory, right, um, right. and then uh, zipping through the, the process that brought us to the present. Right, which was the drug-free communities grants and um, some other grants along the way. Um, how did the coalition decide on, rather than, let's say, mentoring programs or anything like that, how did they decide to go with environmental prevention along with the drug-free communities grants? You know, a big part of our strategic plan um, is somewhat informed by the grant, um, right. by the funding that we receive from the federal government. Uh, so it's the Drug-Free Communities Program. Um, we were, I think, one of maybe 10 nationwide. Uh, the year that we applied, we were one of 10 uh, to receive the grant. So that's it's a pretty big deal it that is. we were able to get that here in Broadhead. Um, and it's a significant amount of funding um, that allows us to do the work we do. And so, um, so as far as you know, our approach with environmental change and prevention work, uh, like I said, a lot of that is informed by the grant and what their expectations and requirements are. Um, and uh, but then there's also just you know it, it kind of makes logical sense. You it know does, you don't yeah. you don't just pull people out of a river. You go upstream and find out you know what's what's happening. Right. You know. And right. so um, so one thing that I was interested in from the very beginning wasn't um, you know wasn't simply you know trying to fix problems in the short term, but rather you know to look at you know what is it about the culture, you know, right. what is it, 
you know, kind of around the way we live together um, as a community that is leading to things that are so harmful right. you know, to all sorts of people in all sorts of ways. Uh, and are there ways that we can maybe make some adjustments to that life together? Right. And do you think that there was a natural progression from being concerned about the sexual assault um, numbers to really focusing on use substance use? Yeah. And again, I mean, the drug-free communities uh, program is obviously focused on drug and substance uh, prevention, substance use prevention. Um, so that's a big part of it. Um, but we also know, and we, we learned this, um, you know, through through the data and through uh, a close working relationship with law enforcement, both locally and at the county level, um, that all of these things overlap. You know, right. they're, they're so, so connected. And when we're looking at, you know, risky behavior by youth especially, um, alcohol is almost always involved in that or right. other drugs. Um, and so investing some time and effort into um, education and prevention work, you know, around that uh, substance use and abuse, particularly by young people, um, can make a big difference, right. you know, to um, acts of violence. Yeah, definitely. And so lately we've, um, on social media, received some comments and maybe some confusion um, about the relationship between the Lutheran Church and your work with the church and Better Broadhead. So if you could maybe kind of clarify or sure. explain that relationship. Yeah, yeah so uh, from the beginning, you know, going all the way back to um, having those conversations with SARP, you know, I was invited in because I was a pastor in a community. Um, so there, you know, there is a, a sort of a connection at its origin to my work uh, within the church. But we were very careful, and I was very careful from the beginning, you know, that this not be, you know, a, an effort of my church particularly or specifically um, you know, we held our meetings in the, the community room at the Bank of Broadhead and then eventually at the library. And right. uh, we're very clear that, you know, this this was a community thing that we were going to try to do. Right. Um, and so from the start, it was that way. Um, at present, the Better Broadhead office is located in our building. Uh, a few years back when the grants came into the coalition, um, it's a match grant. And so in order to receive the funding, we also have to, the coalition has to have uh, donations to match that. Uh, whether that's donated dollars or time or space. And so right. um, our church had some uh, space that wasn't being utilized, particularly during the week. And so uh, we were able to put together uh, some office space for Better Broadhead to use. And so they have a room in our building. And for that reason, they share an address, but that's about as far as it goes. They <laughs> right. do use our Wi-Fi as well. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. But um, but otherwise, you know, they are their own organization. It's 501c3. Right. Um, they have their own funding. They have their own staff and directors. Um, I do serve on the board of directors. I have since the beginning. Uh, I was chair for a while, um, but uh, right now I'm member at large representing the faith community, which right. is one of the 12 sectors uh, of community leadership uh, that's right. represented at the, at the table. So, um, so, yeah, we share a space in a way, but it's like opposite ends from... Right. Where definitely. my office is. So we, yeah. we go weeks sometimes without seeing each other. <laughs> That's very but, true. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, just to clear up any confusion, it's not um, better broadhead really isn't connected with any sort of religious group. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just have to have that faith representation along with law enforcement and mm -hmm. healthcare and parents and all the 12 sectors. Um, so you have been a part of this since the beginning, you said. Um, at any point has it felt like because you're a pastor and because you're part of Bed Broadhead, that 
it becomes a lot to do, um, considering you have a family and all these things. Um, just kind of wear on you to continue to be in this compassionate field and then sure. being combated with. Yeah, it can be. Um, but, I, you know, I think part of my pastoral identity, I think, um, you know, is what I'm called to do. Right. Um, is to, you know, be mindful of vulnerable people and to join others in the work of um, caring for them in whatever ways are appropriate and helpful. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's hard to have another meeting to go to, right. you know? <laughs> but, um, but it's, you know, it's good to, to do the work with people. Um, and, and, you know, the other piece to it as well is, you know, I serve a congregation here in Broadhead, but part of my, part of my role, uh, part of the office of pastor, you know, as my church defines it, is that I'm part of the community and right. that I, um, I'm not simply here to serve, um, religious services to the members of the congregation, but I'm, I'm to also be uh, a witness and a, uh, a pastoral presence within the community and right. uh, surrounding area. And so, um, so I've had opportunities to, you know, be part of groups like this uh, at the county level. Mm-hmm. Um, I do things in southern Wisconsin um, through our synod, um, and then, you know, opportunities like this to be able to um, right. serve my local community. Um, I, again, I see it all as part of my work as being a pastor, right. you know, even if I'm not necessarily wearing the collar mm-hmm. or, you know, out there doing the, the pastor right, things, right. for yeah. instance, um, it's, it's still part of, part of the expectation, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that, um, Better Brought It has become a pretty integral part of the community that people are pretty aware of what we're doing or do you feel that there's still some work to be done? Well, I hope I hope people know that we exist. Right. Um, I, I think they do. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've had pretty good presence um, in the community. Uh, we have tried to build relationships with other organizations within the community. Um, Broadhead is a great town. We're very fortunate that we have really strong um, organizations, service organizations, you know, throughout the community. Whether it's the Optimists or the Lions, or right. um, I'm going to leave groups out if I try to name any more. Right. Yeah. We have a lot of civic organizations. Definitely. Yeah. We have lots of great people doing lots of great things. And right. you know, when the coalition came together around a particular issue, which then turned into a number of issues, uh, we were very mindful of that. You know, we don't need to step on anyone's toes or reinvent the wheel. There are people. Um, already doing good work, um, right. helping others in the community. Um, and so, so we didn't want to just be another group that's doing that. And we didn't want to, uh, uh, again, in, impede the work that anyone else was doing. Um, but we did sort of see ourselves maybe as like a steering committee, you know, right. can we be a group that, you know, is, um, uh, able to provide some education, um, some resources, uh, some training, uh, to members of those other groups, you know, to, to strengthen the right. work that they're doing. You know, maybe there's an issue or a need in our community that some of these groups haven't been able to identify yet because right. they just don't know. Can we be a group that, you know, can help to connect the people and the resources in those organizations to those needs? So I don't know how well we've done with that. Right, <laughs> you yeah. Know, there, I... there might be kind of a mixed review on that, but that was part of our strategy from the mm-hmm. beginning. And so, you know, I hope that, you know, those those relationships, I think, have have helped, you know, in terms yeah, of so. people understanding who we are. And, you know, even as I'm kind of rambling about who we are, I'm, <laughs> I'm also mindful that, you know, our identity isn't fully formed, you know, we, right. we kind of, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit blurry there, but. Uh, I think sometimes, and I think that that comes with the fact that there's been staff turnover 
And so yeah. that yeah. kind of changes too because I think that people identify certain organizations with people as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, uh, for sure. And when there's not a consistent person, mm-hmm. I think that affects it as well. Yeah. What do you think the future of Better Broadhead will be? Or what do you kind of envision for our work in the future? Well, I think we've had some success um, getting involved with the schools. You know, obviously that's um, kind of the place to be if you want to have an impact on the youth in our community. Um, And so I think we've, like I said, I think we've had some success there. We've been able to connect with some teachers there. We've been able to um, help facilitate the the Y to Y. And maybe you can share a little bit about that. You know more about it than I do. But um, strengthening some of our youth, um, you know, to do some of this work of prevention and, you know, positive Mm -hmm. um, culture change, you know, at the school level. And not just around prevention, but, you know, also around equity. You know, we were yep. just having a conversation uh, before recording this, you know, around <laughs> yeah. um, around the uh, the equity of, of students, particularly as it relates to LGBTQ uh, yeah. youth in our community. And how do we how do we help the schools and uh, and Broadhead as a whole, you know, be a place where everyone is valued and safe. Right. You know, th- those are the words that are in our mission statement. Um, that's something that's close to my heart. You know, that's um, if I had to summarize why I'm why we started this and why I'm involved, it's that. Right. You know, that we, we want this to be a place where everyone is valued, you know, and um, given the worth that they are deserving of simply because they're human. Right. You know, regardless of their um, diverse identities and where they're safe. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and the, the Y to Y is a pretty strong group right now. I think there's um, about 50 students from freshmen to seniors that are involved. Um, and currently they're really working on the relationship between mental health and then substance use, especially Mm -hmm. in youth. Um, But they have an action plan and they work on it every year to really identify and then target certain substance use or anything that's going on in the schools. Like for a while they were really um, focused on juuling because Mm -hmm. that was such an issue and nicotine is kind of a gateway into other yeah. things. Um, and then we also, our GSA, which we were just talking about before, might be changing names. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, GSA has been in the past called um, Gay Straight Alliance, and then they changed it to Gender Sexuality Alliance. But we might be changing it because we do want, like you said, the equity for all students, um, and that's be really the focus. And really those are the only two programs like that in the entire county. So that's awesome. I think that's a great thing that we've done. Awesome for Broadhead. Yeah, It's, it's a definitely. shame that it's not more widespread. Yeah, so. definitely. I think um, we're hoping to get another grant, um, a Stop Act grant that's focused on alcohol. But we could then have the resources to start those groups in the entire county, not just Broadhead. Um, because our Better Broadhead is just private school district but um yeah so that's kind of hopefully that'll be in our future to yeah spread out to mm-hmm. all of green county and make some differences mm-hmm. in other communities and hoping to expand our digital footprint in right the future, exactly starting with a podcast right yes here yeah. we go and we have episode one happening right now <laughs> <laughs> and, and we uh, have so many good episodes to come oh i can't wait i know I wait. well yeah. i have a couple people who are in recovery that mm-hmm. are going to be interviewed and excellent yeah, that'd be good things. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's worth sharing a little bit about how this came to be. So I started with the coalition in October, and we had a couple of events during my first month, I would say, that were not very well attended. So my thought was, this is a different era 
people don't necessarily want to leave their house to go to a training or, yeah. you know, a screening of a A lot of them are leaving their house a lot already. That's you know, right. That's yeah, people it. are yeah. busy, um, and they only have so much time for so many things. So I thought having a podcast is a good way to reduce barriers for people. I mean, even if they can't come, if they wanted to, you can listen to a podcast for free. So that's kind of the revolution of it, and... Um, or the evolution of it. And then I did apply for We're a We're going to make it a revolution Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. Um, Broadhead Area Foundation gave us um, funds for the equipment. So nice. that was very nice. Thank and you, Broadhead Area Foundation. Yeah, thank you very much. And KT Productions is helping as well. And John Lindley is actually the owner of KT Productions. And he's going to be editing all of our podcasts. So awesome. lots of good investments from the community Mm -hmm. to get this podcast started so very exciting yeah yeah well thank you for talking about better brought it and taking the time to explain uh, the creation of it and how it all came about very welcome thank you for all you do (laughs) thank you